I'm here with Professor Sina Fazel from Oxford University. Um, hi, Sina. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. So what do you bring to this network? Well, I, I'm interested in um, perpetration of violence. And so a lot of the people on, in the network have been working on victims, uh, so people who've um, been abused or victimised in one way or the other. And I'm interested in the other side, um, the other side of the equation in a sense, and looking at really overlaps between people who are victimised and perpetrators and then how both people who are victims but also perpetrators, their pathways to mental health problems. And it's a complex situation. Some, Some individuals have mental health problems before, some people have them afterwards, and it's really trying to understand the pathways with the idea, of course, of trying to reduce um, uh, and treat and manage mental health problems. Your work is really fascinating to me, and whenever I blog about it, I get no response at all from the third sector and the, the, the journalists. I get a lot of response from scientists and a certain amount from mental health professionals, but it kind of almost clashes with the kind of anti-stigma message doesn't it i think that's right yes i think it's a difficult message and it's a different it's quite a nuanced message and the problem is is that if you talk let's say um about the relationship between mental illness and violence it can be seen as stigmatizing and particularly if it's presented in a sensationalist way and you know cases are highlighted which are very rare um, uh, and, and very extreme cases, which of course are extremely rare, um, then I do think it is stigmatizing. I think that's right. I mean, what I'm interested in is 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 the more much more common uh, uh, mental health problems and the much more common, um, you know, assault type levels of violence, which are the which has the highest morbidity. I mean, they're the ones which really have the biggest impact in society. They're the ones that have the biggest impact on perpetrators as well, because if they have mental health problems, it's a disaster. I mean, you know, the care gets cut off. They end up in, in settings where which are harmful often in many ways um, to their mental health and, and other, other you know, social networks break down, which are very important in terms of the people recovering and, um, and, and and improving over time. So I, I do think it's an important thing to to, to, to face up to and, and to confront because it's um, actually addressing stigma is about also trying to reduce the these 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 instances of violence, these the links. You know, trying to reduce perpetration of violence by people with mental health problems, and that won't uh, go away unless we try and understand it better and then work towards figuring out how to manage it better, intervene better. And, you know, I've also been interested in trying to predict it better because I think by trying to predict it, we can then link it to interventions in a more precise, personalised, individualised way. You've done a lot of work in the prison system and it strikes me that a lot of people in the prison system... um, suffer from mental illness and have substance misuse problems and are victims of violence and abuse. How are we going to reach those voices as part of this network? Well, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good point. And we, I think, we haven't actually specifically thought about that, so I think we need to, and I think it's a good point. Um, so, th- you know, there are many of the third sector organisations we're, we're working with will have people with experiences of the criminal justice system. Unfortunately, many people with mental health problems do have experiences of criminal justice system as well so I think it will come up and it will be a, be interesting to see to what extent it comes up and you know a lot of people are arrested for, for things like public order offences and, and you know quite rightly these are dropped sometimes they're not and it's important to understand the impact that that has 
on pathways and, and you know, what it does to um, uh, people with um, you know, emerging mental health problems or already established mental health problems. So I think that's right. You know, the, and I think you know, there is, there is a, a large burden of mental health problems in prisons. And the important thing about prisons is that, you know, most people, 90, 95% of the people in prisons will return to the community. I mean, it's not... Uh, they're not really separate. They're, st- they're still part of the community, and um, and, and it's also seeing that that, that 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 is an important feature of society. You know, we we, we can't separate um, people in prison out because they will be returning. They've got families. They've got uh, you know jobs to return to. In many cases, hopefully, and 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 they also have health problems which can be worsened. Can also be uniquely you know in prison. Some sometimes it's a unique opportunity to treat them. So. When you talk about substance abuse, substance misuse, they're often, you know, if, if it's young men going to prison, it's often the first time they really have a, um, a sustained, consistent way of actually addressing substance misuse. I wanted to finally ask you a gender question. So you're one of two male co-investigators on this network. And looking around the room tonight, there were, I don't know, maybe 10 men in a room full of over 100 people. Um, this has been raised as a kind of um, issue recently in the media. Um, Patrick Stewart was reported in The Guardian just a few days ago saying, you know, domestic violence and abuse is not a women's issue. It seems to be in senior research, though, doesn't it? So what's going on there? Well, I think, I think that's, that's, that's a good observation, really, an important observation. I mean, it, it shouldn't just be, uh, you know, it's, it's the shared responsibility of everyone, you know. So I think... Um, um, I mean, the reason why people go into research is you know, people c- come at it in different ways, and um, I suppose we, we we don't really know, and that isn't, that's an area that isn't really looked at in a lot of detail. But I suppose it, it must be it must be driven by uh, some personal experiences people have, some experiences they have early on in their careers working clinically, um, and and I suppose it's, uh, maybe that's something we should look at as well. I mean, it's important because. It needs to be. Everyone needs to address this problem. You know, and one of the features of this network is it is inclusive, and it should be inclusive not just across disciplines and across organisational types, but it should be inclusive in other um, layers as well and other divisions. Yeah. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Brilliant. Thanks. <laughs>